I'll go start the coffee. I'll be down in a minute. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor and Laura, wake up. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to our daily Bible study. We wake up and we read one chapter of the Bible. We are starting a new book today. The book of Luke. Mm-hmm. And this is 24 chapters. The first chapter is long. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I think some of the other chapters are a little long, too. It's 80 verses, so... We're not going to be able to talk about everything. Right. Well, we don't need to, because this is... This is a narrative, again, so not every, like, verse is chock full of a ton of difficult doctrine. Mm-hmm. So... I'm going to just get started so we don't run out of time. All right. All right. Luke, chapter 1, verse 1. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. Therefore, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, it seemed good also to me to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you've been taught. Anything quick there? Yeah. Just that we had talked about Theophilus when we started the Book of Acts, which was yes. the first podcast we did. But that is also who Luke addresses Acts to. And... We see that Luke has carefully investigated these things. He was not originally a disciple of Jesus. Mm -hmm. We're going to learn he's going to be a doctor by trade. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's actually in the book or where we learn that. But that he wants us to know that all of this, even though he he hasn't seen it firsthand, he's a journalist and he's just trying to write the truth so that all of us would know. Because he says they were handed down to us by those... Who are eyewitnesses? Mm-hmm. So he's he is saying he is not an eyewitness. He also says many have undertaken to drop an account. We have four gospels. Mm-hmm. He, he think that's a lot, or is he implying there's more people who tried? I think there are more, definitely more people that tried. Just to like to write, write this down and memoirs or journals, but they yeah. wouldn't be inspired. Yeah, but these are the ones that the Holy Spirit has chosen to preserve and inspire and they are truly the word of god all right let's keep moving verse five in the time of herod king of judea there was a priest named zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of abijah his wife elizabeth was also a a descendant of aaron both of them were upright in the sight of the lord observing all the lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly but they had no children because elizabeth was barren and they were both well along in years. Once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of the incense came, all of the assembled worshippers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. You are to give him the name John. 
He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. Many of the people of Israel will will he bring back to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit of the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel answered, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you the good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife, Elizabeth, became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. All right, that was a long That's section. a lot. A lot of things happened. Okay. What are your thoughts or questions here? Well, I know we've talked about this in other podcasts, but how people react to angels. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what's in their hearts. Uh, the angels do. Do angels know what's in our hearts? No, oh. except that God, God tells told, them. God knows, and then, like, satellite beams it back down to the angels. <laughs> or tells them before they go. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not sure about the <laughs> telepathy capabilities of angels. It just seems like he asks one question, like, how can I be sure of this? And then he gets this pretty harsh punishment (laughs) and then I know we'll get to Mary in a minute but she says something similar like really and then the angel's like yeah you know it's just kind of like you have since you didn't believe me you can't talk and that just seems a little harsh but I mean he's he is a priest he's doing really really special job right now right he's in a priest he's in the temple he's lighting incense in the holy place which is something he might only be selected to do once a year once a year or, or once I, once, I, in, like a once in a lifetime That's yeah what I thought and I it's so when he's doing this i mean who does he think it is like know, what he's just asking like he's in wonder he's just seen an angel nobody's ever seen yeah. an angel and he isn't well, i mean like he He's just not it. allowed to talk. Well, that's which, pretty rough. Have you ever lost your voice? I lose mine every year. It's not fun, even for a day, to not be able to tell people what you want to say. And we have papers and marker boards. That's how I used to teach when I'd lose my voice. I'd write everything on a marker board. You stick in dirt. Yeah, but for them, writing wasn't daily a daily thing. They he would have been educated. He's a priest. Yeah, but do they have the 
An abundance of paper and no, time. dirt. You just write in the dirt. Okay, fine. Let's not get off topic on this. Um, anyway, no, okay, it is. It is a difference. Verse, what yeah. about in verse fifteen? When they're talking about John, um, they say he's never to take wine or fermented drink. Is that kind of like the Nazarite? Yeah, it's it's an extra set apart it's an extra but it doesn't say like don't cut your hair that what not that one of the parts of it too mm-hmm. like samson yeah don't... cutting your hair and then not going near um the dead but yeah the wine and the fermented drink is just again separating him from other people and He's going to be this one that's preparing the way for the Lord. If you yeah. want to look for this prophecy, go to the uh, last chapter of the book of Malachi, which is the last t- chapter of the Old Testament, talking about the Elijah that is to come, prophesying mm-hmm. about the Lord. And this is, that's John. He's mm-hmm. getting the way, he's Jesus' hype man, getting people ready yeah. to see Jesus. Um, yeah, so the people are waiting for him because he's been in there a while. And he has to stay in Jerusalem. He's not there just for like a day. It says when his time of service was over, he gets to go back home. So he might have had like a a couple weeks or something, maybe, where he had to stay. Mm-hmm. And then Elizabeth became pregnant and then she sounds like she believes Lord has done this for me where maybe it's the morning but where where does he go back home to never I don't know why I'm blanking on where he lives yeah um well it doesn't say but let's see 23 oh the note in my uh Oh, yeah, he went back up and He says, on verse 23, each priest was responsible for a week's service at the temple once every six months. Home, see verse 39. So we're going to get to that mm-hmm. in a minute, but they were, Mary goes and visits them in a town in the hill country of Judea. Okay. So that's where he lives. Anyway, keeping on. This is a pretty familiar section. The birth of Jesus foretold. Mm -hmm. Verse 26. In the sixth month. Wait. Did it say which month the other thing happened? No. This is in the sixth month. Of their Jewish calendar year. Mm -hmm. Okay. God sent an angel. So wait, what month is that for us? Uh... Well, it's really tough because the Jewish calendar moves around a little bit. Yeah. Like the first month of the year is 14 days before Easter. So you know how Easter moves all the way over? It's lunar. Yeah, it's lunar. And they have like leap months in order to keep their (laughs) calendar. It's like seven out of every 19 years, there's these short months to keep their calendars close to the solar calendar Hmm. and um but anyway so just but six months after just go roughly yeah passover 
Which would generally so be in roughly like, October. Okay. Ish. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, to a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How can this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Hmm. So Elizabeth is in her sixth month. It's not necessarily the sixth month of the year. Oh. Hmm. So it's not like we can go nine months past October and say, Jesus was born in July. Um, It's whenever he offered the sacrifices. I see. In the sixth month. That is from the time of John's conception. All right, yeah. Okay. Well, then that's... I guess we just... It leaves us wondering... (laughs) but see she said how can this be and the angel gives her all this like reassurance Mm -hmm. not because you didn't believe me now you can't talk either yeah well Mary's reaction is just so different what it's almost exactly the same Zechariah says how can I be sure of this I'm an old man she said how can this be since I'm a virgin they're both saying why it's impossible. I know. Their reactions but, are like the same. But Mary's just hanging out and like an angel comes in and her fear is about the greeting. It's not about seeing the angel. It's as if Yeah. It's as if like the angel is in the form of a person and just like walks in her house and is like, Hey Mary, you were highly greeted by the Lord. Versus Zechariah is alone in this place that no one else is supposed to go except for him. And all of a sudden an angel appears next to the altar of incense. So he's terrified. And she's like, huh, that's a strange greeting for someone I don't know to tell me. Rather than, oh, an angel. Right. Well, it doesn't actually say what either of these, what Gabriel looked like. Mm -mm. It doesn't say he's glowing or... They had to shield their eyes from the light or how he appeared to them. He could look like just like a man. Either way, it would be alarming to be alone in the Holy of Holies and then suddenly someone's standing next to you. Or to be alone in your house and all of a sudden a strange man you never met is standing there saying something weird to you. Right. It would be frightening. And angels do appear in different ways to different people. Sure. Um, One thing that I think is interesting... That recently um, was pointed out to me and after this angel says this one line about the Holy Spirit will come on you and the you're going to have give birth to the Son of God 
the very next thing that he says is even Elizabeth is going to have a child too. And um, this was in reference to the nature of, excuse me, God giving us friends and family, um, or in in this case we were talking about women's relationships and women's groups and how we're not alone and we don't go through things alone and God mm-hmm. didn't just say, yep, you're having a baby, bye, mm-hmm. and walk away. He said, you have, you know, someone else who's going through the same thing and gave her that reassurance right away that, you know, you're not alone and, and you know, I've provided you sort of a support group. Yeah. Network. And Elizabeth's birth is miraculous as well. She has someone to walk her through it, even if her parents didn't believe her that, yeah. you know, oh, you're engaged to Joseph, but it's not his, you know, or, right. you know, you're bringing shame on her family. No, just, okay, well, Elizabeth is. And that's a, a good thing for her to to know someone else who's, you know, yeah, pregnant by a miracle. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, she'd be very lonely and, like you said, about, you know, possibly outcast, which we'll deal with in a little bit. That's a, I mean, such a great point that, you know, if the Lord asks us to do something difficult, he's going to give us the tools to do it. Yeah. And we don't always feel that way, but... Right. And he doesn't always send us an angel telling us who to... uh who is going to be our support person? He doesn't do it. that for you? <laughs> Not recently. Wow, I feel blessed. <laughs> oh, you got to find those people or you have to reach out to your friends and family or um, maybe, I guess, pastor. I don't know. Be, be like, hey, I'm going through this. Is there someone I can mm-hmm. talk to? Or And then maybe a friend could say, oh, yeah whatever I had something like that or you know my friend's going through the same thing right now and Mm. whatever whatever I don't know struggles I'm not gonna specify any of them but you know what I mean like Mm. you find someone else to connect with one way or another and it's helpful all right so speaking of connecting with Elizabeth the next section is Mary visits Elizabeth at that time Mary got ready hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered at Zechariah's home, greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed what the Lord has said, to her will be accomplished. And then, anything on that before I read Mary's song? Yeah. There's, one, the prophecy that the angel gave to Zechariah partially is fulfilled, that even from the womb he'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. And Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit, and she prophesies. She says information that no one has told to her who this child is. So this is is. before Mary has even said anything. Yeah, but just more confirmation for Mary that she wasn't just dreaming or something when this angel told her she, you know, 
didn't hear it right. It's not like she has a letter to look at and go, you know, oh, yeah, this really is Well, it says, yeah, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. But it's more confirmation for her that this really happened and this really is the Lord. And um, it's another verse, too, that I don't... It's one of the verses that I talk about with people... uh, that lose a child, you know, that children can have faith even in the womb. You know, you have this happening to John where John is around the word and that child is alive in the womb and is filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those passages that might not be the primary intent of it, but it's, I guess, something definitely we can glean from it that, John believes at this point, even though he can't express it at all. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Mary's song, sometimes called the Magnificat. Mm-hmm. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful. Or, Remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. So Mary's about what people think. What age? Well, she's old enough to be able to have a child. Sure. So probably at least... 12 or 13. <laughs> yeah. 14. <laughs> Four, yeah. And we don't really know. We know that a lot of times the... A common age to be engaged mm-hmm. would have been... Between 14 and 16. And it just seems like she's very well spoken for someone so young. She, is. she seems like... Well, this is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Well, she's still filled with it she speaks out and mary is i mean someone that had a amazing faith you know someone that god chose to carry his son so um however still she's still someone that needs a savior yeah i mean from the very beginning verse 47 in god my savior and you only need a savior if you're sinful Right. Um, Are you trying to... I'm, I guess I'm beating around the bush, but... You're trying to say Mary's not perfect. Yeah, Mary's not perfect. Okay. That's, That's what all I'm, you got to say. What I'm saying, Mary's <laughs> not perfect. However, she is someone that we should, you know, look upon as one of the heroes of the Bible um, whose faith we can look to emulate, but is not a co-redeemer along with Jesus, but just had an important role. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. The note here says this is com- similar and could be compared with the Song of Hannah, hmm. which I don't have handy, but it says it's in First Samuel 2, verses 1 through mm-hmm. 10. Won't read it right now because we got a lot to read, but if you are interested in reading it at home, First Samuel chapter 2, verses 1 to 10, you could look at that, and maybe I will later, but yeah. Hannah also was thankful for having a... Mir- not miraculous. It's not the it same. It was miraculous. She was but, barren before yeah, that. but she also had a husband who wasn't like the Holy Spirit came on her and gave her a child with no father. No. No. It's not exactly the same. So that's what I said. I just yeah. said it's not exactly the okay. same. I know, but still, she couldn't have a child and she was... I just said it's not exactly the same. Okay. <laughs> so she stayed with her for about three months. So... For doing the math here, six months when she was six months along when Mary found out. Then mm-hmm. Mary traveled there, and then she stayed for three months. So you think she stayed until John was born and then left? Or do you think she left right before because she didn't want to be part of the party? I never had thought about that before. Yeah. I'm guessing she stayed through the birth from what it sounds. Well, why not? Then she could learn about birth and stuff. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, at that time, I'm sure she probably had helped with aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. Not uncles. <laughs> but if she's there three months and going through something similar, yeah, she probably <laughs> would have been a big yeah. help to Elizabeth at that time. Yeah. So she might be in the, I mean, she's not mentioned in this next section, but she might be there for this part. Do you think she's John's godmother? <laughs> Don't know if they had godmothers. <laughs> you tell me. I'm not sure when that tradition started. It started like a hundred years after Jesus, but oh, sponsors. Okay, can like we talk sh- about that later? Yeah, yeah, we we'll get to something else. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's more. There's like, yeah, thirty oh. more verses. Okay. Or t- I'm sorry, twenty-three. Sorry, I took off my glasses. Okay. okay. The birth of John the Baptist. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby. She gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah. But his mother spoke up and said, No, he is to be called John. They said to her, There is no one among your relatives who has that name. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, His name is John. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue was loosed, and he began to speak, praising God. The neighbors were all filled with awe, and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all these things. Everyone who heard heard this wondered about it, asking, What then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. So this is why I feel like it was hard to communicate, because when he came out, he said he was making signs. Here they're making signs to him. He asks for a tablet. Mm-hmm. You know, if he was, if they were writing in, on the ground or had it easier, like, they didn't have sign, maybe they did have some sort of sign language back then because I'm sure there were other people who couldn't speak um, or hear. But anyway, it just sounds like it's a big big deal to get a tablet and this is like the first thing he wrote down so how he communicated this to Elizabeth over those nine months but she knew 
mm-hmm. what happened. She knew what he was supposed to be named. And then he finally says it, and that's when... You know what I think about here is the angel said... What did he say? You won't be able to speak until these things come true. Yeah, and you'll not be able to speak until the day this happens. So I always wonder if, like, the day that John was born, that he thought, like, oh, great, I'm going to be able to talk. (laughs) And then a day went by, another day went by. He's just sitting there like, well, we had this miraculous baby and I still can't talk. (laughs) Eight days is a long time if you thought, like, this day is going to be the day that I'll be able to, to rejoice and you know, I had this miraculous baby and I want to say hi to the baby and I want to talk to all my friends and family, you know. But you're still sitting there. Eight days can be insufferable if you're waiting for something. <laughs> and then finally, it does happen, but it's just, I wonder if he was expecting it to happen on the birthday. But I don't, I don't know. Or naming him. Yeah. It's just, I think it's interesting that he never talked to anybody about the name before that time. Well, he so, talked to his wife. But about it. But everyone yeah. It's gonna be Ben Zechariah. Which oh. Ben means son of Well why would he he's it's not easy for him to just sit around and chat with people. Probably people are ignoring him because he can't talk. Do you think he was a chatty person before this? Or he was just kinda like the <laughs> silent type where people like He's Hey Zechariah hasn't talked in a while. I think he's an... I don't think that's relevant. (laughs) All right. But now, let's see. He's chatty now. He's got a song to sing. He's been writing it for a long time. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. I'm on verse 68 now. Sorry, I haven't been updating where I am. So if you're following along, you can find it and jump in here. 68. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and he has redeemed his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven, to shine on those living in the darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet in the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the desert until he appeared publicly to Israel. That's the end of the chapter. It's quite a prophecy about John. So what's weird, or what I have a question about, I should say, is the first part of the section. Praise be to God. Uh, He has redeemed his people. uh, Blah, blah, blah. And then like 71 through 75, it seems like it's talking about salvation from our enemies, rescue us from our enemies, you know, serving him without fear. If you were just standing by listening to this, would you be thinking this is a person who's going to save you from political 
oppression. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it's about, sounds like it's about worldly things. The enemies, those who hate us, oaths he swore to rescue us, enable us to serve him without fear. You know, it just sounds like it's more about political or physical earthly people problems and then the next part and you my child be a prophet preparing the way for God showing us our sins and then all that you know is more specifically about like what John is actually going to be doing the first part I don't really I know he's saying praise God who's done all of this but it's not like specific about John what do you think about that I think that, well, politically, he is preparing the way for the Lord who is going to do all those things. I mean, ultimately, when we're in heaven, we'll be free from all the evil and oppression of this world. And in the new heavens and new earth to come. But, I mean, there was... Right. There, there was that misunderstanding, and there still is that misunderstanding that Jesus is a political, worldly... He's a spiritual leader, but at the same time, he's going to come back and set up an earthly kingdom before the end of this earth. Right. And well, I can see it saying, like, praise to the Lord. Like, the first part is about the Lord. He has done this. He... He talks quickly about forgiveness of sins and redemption and salvation. Yeah. It's, it just, you know, could see why it sends some people some mixed messages that, Mm -hmm. especially in this time of the Romans, that they really didn't like. And I mean, it wasn't as a, as oppressive as some of their other (laughs) things they've gone through. But, but again, to be like, we're not. You know, we're being taxed, we're not being allowed to do this, or, you know, these people are oppressing us in this way. And then they, and he says, here's this special child who, uh, you know, God has saved us from our enemies before, and this child is, is going to be a great prophet. It could just make people think maybe he's something different. I don't know. Just no, something. but this... This is why the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all these different people were looking for someone other than Jesus. Why they were seeing him in his miracles, but not perceiving he was the Son of God. They were hearing his message, but not understanding that he really was the one that was promised of old. You're saying that they didn't think Jesus was the Savior because he wasn't saving the people from... He wasn't saving the people. He wasn't trying to overthrow the... Oh, Roman government and rescue the people. Huh. So, I mean, they, they thought, even the disciples thought that it was at least something Jesus was going to do secondarily. Yeah. You know, that, okay, yep, saved from our sins, great. Now, are you going to stop the Romans? Right. And so... It, it's not that Jesus or God is prophesying to throw people off the trail or anything but I think we naturally when we hear something we apply it to the things that we know yeah. and we can understand and 
we understand this world. Right. Well, anyway, that's all 80 verses of chapter one. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow we'll do chapter two, which is probably the one of the best known chapters in the Bible. Mm -hmm. You're gonna are you gonna recite it? <laughs> maybe I, maybe I'll read it. I don't want to mess okay. it up early in the morning. So that'll be good. All right. Well, we'll do some more tomorrow. Bye. Have a good morning. Scooby Dooby Dooby Doo Wop. Pastor and Laura wake up.